Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire on this Tuesday, July 13th. My name is Savannah Hernandez, your host for the next hour as we delve into the topic of voter suppression, because this has been a topic that has been on everyone's minds today as Texas Democrats flee the state in the name of democracy. And Joe Biden went on TV and screamed really loudly at racist Republicans. So we're going to get into this con- uh, concept of voter suppression and really look into what it is and what it means, because surprise, surprise, it really just means, you know, um, or it really is just another way that the left has manipulated our language. And we're really going to delve into that. And uh, we're also going to talk about the inflation rates rising in this country continuously. We've been covering how they already have been. We're going to be talking about people going door to door to ask you if you have been vaccinated. We're going to be talking about the assassination of Haiti's president. We're going to be talking about FBI informants constantly and consistently being tied to a lot of these uh, extremist events that are being held here in America. We're going to talk about just the interesting aspect there. And uh, we're also going to be talking about how every politician right now in America seems to be focused in on Cuba and standing in solidarity with Cuba and, you know, stand up for democracy. Meanwhile, we still have, again, political prisoners here in our own country. We have like Lindsey Graham coming forward, of course, Ted Cruz, all of your establishment Republicans, basically every politician coming forward and saying, oh, we stand with Cuba. Look at Cuba. Oh, my goodness. Meanwhile, over here in our country, we're in shambles and no one's speaking out in defense of the January 6th attendees that have been jailed. So we're going to be talking about all of that. And to start off, we have a Jesse Kelly tweet. He points this out. Cuba should take care of Cuba. No idea why that's radical. If you want to help them out, grab a weapon and hop on a boat. Stop being brave with the lives of others. And the reason why I wanted to start out with this is because, again, we're seeing so much grandstanding from a lot of these Republican politicians stand with Cuba. We're pro-democracy, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, this is a very true statement. People love tweeting out and they love, you know, feeling so validated with free Cuba, help Cuba, democracy for Cuba, liberty now. But what is your tweet in support of Cuba truly going to do for the Cuban people? Nothing. What is any of our politicians here in America standing for Cuba going to do? Nothing, to be quite honest with you. And again, to reiterate the point that I just made, why are our politicians focused in on Cuba when we have our entire government in shambles and now government overreach and free, wanting freedom from government overreach is basically extremism in our country at this point? I think the next episode that I do is going to be called that is freedom from government overreach now extremism, because that's really what it seems to be. And I'm going to make it a very important point in regards to you know all these people going door to door as well and trying to get us to take the, the vaccine, what that is setting us up for, because a lot of conservatives commentators have been commenting on this story. Oh, it's so weird that people are going door to door asking if you've gotten your vaccination. They're focusing, they stop there. They stop with the story there, but they need to take it a step further and help people understand what that is setting up every American for. And we're going to get into that. Now, again, going back to what is going on in our country, uh, this came out today as well. Uh, FBI allegedly used at least 12 informants in the alleged plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, according to a new filing in federal court. Now, somebody commented on this tweet and it was absolutely hilarious. And it was like, I would like to thank the FBI for protecting us from an operation that was started and created by the FBI. And again, we see this consistently. Uh, The FBI is tied to 
a lot of these events. And I was speculating about this too and thinking about it. And I was like, okay, so am I understanding this correctly that basically the FBI is like promoting and pushing people to do specific things and basically creating a boogeyman so that they can be arrested. And then we can keep perpetuating this like domestic terrorism threat that keeps on getting reiterated in the media. And I noticed that too, because Joe Biden came forward and he talked about voter suppression and he keeps using this, this phrase of domestic terrorism. He'll say, you know, we need to be protected from enemies, foreign and domestic. He always puts so much emphasis on domestic. Why? Because the American people are enemies to Joe Biden and the administration and the elites. It's the American people that they view as domestic terrorists and extremists because we don't want the government overreaching and coming into our ha- our lives and taking away our freedom. So that's now just extremism. Um, we also have America, too, tied to destabilizing other foreign countries. This is from Daily Mail. Friend of mastermind behind assassination of Haiti president says America backed the killing as it's revealed DEA informant and FBI informants are among suspected hitmen. Joseph Vincent, 55, was on the tarmac in Haiti when Haitian police officers handed over U.S. fugitive Guy Felipe to DEA agents who flew him back to Miami on drug trafficking charges in 2017. Felipe laid a 2004 coup against then Haitian president Jean Aristide that led to his overthrowing. The DEA was forced to admit one of the suspected Suspected assassins and Moise's murder is a former informant. So isn't that so interesting how when it comes to destabilizing these like third world countries, uh, the U.S. always seems to be involved. Not only that, but the Haitian president was very anti-vaccination. They didn't want to accept the vaccination in their country. And a lot of people are speculating that, hey, if you go against the global governance and you go against the elite, you go against the World Health Organization and you actually try to lead your people and, you know, save their lives and make sure that they're healthy. Yeah, you're going to die for that if you uh, if you don't adhere to the globalist standards. So a lot of people are speculating on that. Um it is very interesting because there's also another African president who is uh, like anti-vax. They don't want the, to accept the COVID vaccine. He also got assassinated. So very interesting there. Um, and then finally, too, before we get into this whole uh, voter suppression story, we have this from DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, who said Haitian and Cuban migrants and asylum seekers who try to come to U.S. by boat will not be allowed to enter the country, even if asylum seekers establish fear of persecution, they will be resettled in third countries, Mayorka said. Now, important point to be made here. We have open borders. There are South American, Mexican, all of these immigrants coming in and flooding our border every single day, every single day by the millions at this point. And uh, nobody seems to care. But as soon as you have people who are truly trying to flee communism or socialism, who would come to this country and would most definitely not vote Democrat because they see that's the party that's pushing this into our country, then all of a sudden they're not allowed to come here. Even though in regards to asylum and what asylum means and says for, you know, our country is, hey, if you are uh, trying to escape persecution, then you can be granted asylum. And that's exactly what's happening to these people. But again, doesn't seem like they would vote correctly. And uh, very interesting how quickly the border is now closed to these actual asylum seekers. Now, let's go ahead and get into the concept of voter suppression. Joe Biden came out today and said that there is an unfolding assault taking place in America today, an attempt to suppress and subvert the right to vote. And of course, he had to compare the voter suppression bill by Republicans 
to the Civil War because we all know that Democrats are dramatic and they always have to equate these things to try to make us again look like the domestic terror threat to every other American. So let's just go ahead and listen to Joe Biden today. Um, some of his views on, again, the voter suppression bills that Republicans are trying to pass right now. Honor your trust with trust. So hear me clearly. There's an unfolding assault taking place in America today, an attempt to suppress and subvert the right to vote in fair and free elections, an assault on democracy, an assault on liberty, an assault on who we are, who we are as Americans. For make no mistake, bullies and merchants of fear, peddlers of lies, are threatening the very foundation of our country. It gives me no pleasure to say this. I never thought in my entire career I'd ever have to say it. But I swore an oath to you, to God, to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution. That's an oath that forms a sacred trust to defend America against all threats, both foreign and domestic. Many of The assault on free and fair elections is just such a threat, literally. I've said it before. We're facing the most significant test of our democracy since the Civil War. That's not hyperbole. That's not hyperbole since the Civil War. So... There you guys go. That is the sitting president of the United States. Again, you heard that loud applause when he talked about domestic terrorists. And Democrats have it in their mind that they're protecting democracy and liberty and the Constitution by pushing back against these Republican voter suppression bills. But I do want to focus in on what voter suppression means and what Republicans are actually pushing for. Because again, this seems like a manipulation of language to me. So let's go ahead and actually read what this suppression bill is. So this comes from Daily Caller. Stand up for God's sake. Biden slams Republicans and fiery speech on voting laws. And again, what is this law that they are trying to pass? Well, uh, let's see here. The president focused part of his speech on the For the People Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act, promising to sign it and let the whole world see it as soon as bills are passed by Congress. Biden touted the For the People Act as one that would end voter suppression and calls on Congress to pass it. Um, the bill would omit voter ID requirements and expand mail-in voting, among other provisions. Republicans have pushed for a reform election process with states like Georgia enacting strict, stricter voting ID laws and limiting mail-in voting, causing Democrats to argue that this is voter suppression. So again, that's the key and pivotal point right here. This bill would omit voter ID requirements and expand mail-in voting. Now, none of us here liked Lauren very much, but she did make a funny point today on a tweet. She said, how about we mail the vaccine to every single American and just, you know, uh, use the honor system in that one? Because that's the essentially the same thing in regards to the mail-in voting. So on top of uh, Joe Biden coming forward and saying that, again, this this law, this voting suppression is a threat to our democracy. We also had Texas Senate Democrats flee our state because they wanted to halt the passing of this uh, voting bill, um, again, that they call voter suppression. <clears throat> 
The Texas State Senate already approved the sweeping election reform bill on Tuesday night, one day after dozens of House Democrats fled the state to prevent the chamber from taking up the legislation. Again, Republicans say the measure in the bill, which include ending drive through and 24 hour polling places, banning ballot drop boxes and empowering partisan poll watchers are designed to ensure the integrity of the vote by preventing voter fraud. Democrats say they make it harder for poor people and minorities to cast ballots. And I think that's absolutely hilarious because again, who in this country, one, doesn't have an ID? And why are we trying to remove voter ID requirements? Why are we trying to remove making people and requiring people to identify who they are to vote in this country. Why are we trying to get rid of that? And again, too, a lot of people have been pointing this out, that these same Democrats that flee Texas, one, were on a private jet, maskless, because remember, rules for thee, but not for me. And they also had um, a pack of Miller Lite in one of the buses that they were in. And what is the number one thing that you need to buy alcohol? That's right, boys and girls, an ID. But that's not suppressive is it i i don't know it's like oh well it's crazy to me how do these people in the inner cities get alcohol they they probably need an id you know for that i i have no idea and, and again going back to this concept that the inner cities are just so bad blah 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 that this is voter suppression because kamala harris is even saying it the inner cities don't have a kinko so you can't just go scan your id it's very very difficult this frustrates me so much because, again, I see on Twitter every single freaking day videos like world star hip hop videos of people in the inner cities beating each other up, taking on an iPhone. So you're telling me that these people can buy iPhones, Hennessy, drugs on the street, but they can't get an ID to vote. Is that what you're telling me right now? And this is a voter suppression thing. It's so ridiculous to me. And again, Another manipulation on the language, and this is just another way how the Democrats in this country are trying to just fundamentally alter and change our country and change our laws and cheat their way into another election, into another election win. Because, again, a lot of people in America not happy with this previous election. And I forgot to read the quote in that Daily Mail article as well. Daily Caller, apologies there. Uh, Joe Biden was basically saying in that speech that Republicans need to just accept the results of the election. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's un-American to even contest it, blah, blah, blah. They just need to accept it and stop being so awful and subverting democracy. I'm sorry. But what did the Democrats do for four years after Trump was elected president? Did Russian collusion just escape everybody's mind? Did we all forget about that entire attack and how they refused to accept Donald Trump as a legitimate president? And now they're going to turn around after Joe Biden straight up won a fortified election and say, Hey guys, uh, yeah, you just need to accept uh, the the uh, results of this because it's 100% true and accurate. And uh, yes, Donald Trump still gets 10 times the amount of people to a rally than Joe Biden could ever even fathom, uh, you know, or ever get. But uh, he was a he was a duly elected president. Please don't question it. And if you do, we're going to ban you off of social media and silence you because you can't talk about that. 
Now, we've been talking a lot about um, audits and voter fraud that have been going on, um, the all of these different investigations in a lot of these swing states that, you know, just went dark on election night that we didn't know the results of that Donald Trump was leading in. And then, oh, well, we uh, have to stop counting tonight and then keep counting tomorrow. And then the next day, Joe Biden was miraculously, you know, way ahead. You remember that meme graphic that said fraud and it was like Donald Trump and then Joe Biden and it just went skirt out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Ken Paxton, Texas AG, great guy, uh, went on Fox News today and he was highlighting 500 cases of voter fraud waiting to go to trial as evidence that voter fraud is very real. And uh, again, there's several cases of voter fraud that are in several different states. And it's so funny to me, too, that remember, Twitter ran that whole entire campaign during the election season uh, or during the election, I would say, of Voter fraud happens so rarely. Don't even worry about it. Mail-in ballots are very secure. They really ran this campaign to not only convince the American people that our voting system was free and fair and you didn't need to worry about voter fraud at all, but they also ran for months and months before the election that, hey, you may not know the election results on election night, but that's just okay. When in the history of our country has that ever been a normalcy? Never until the Democrats had something that they needed to prove. On top of uh, Ken Paxton also talking about um, voter fraud cases, we have in Fulton County, Georgia, which again, a big point of contention there in regards to uh, voter fraud and auditing. Uh, this video came out today. He's presenting evidence. Uh, this man is presenting evidence of duplicate scan batches uncovered from ballot images obtained from a lawsuit. Identical markings and writing prove ballots counted multiple times, compromising official certified election results. And there you guys go right there. You guys can see the images. This is from this investigation. You can see like the the actual bubbles that are filled in on the ballots are exactly the same. So again, more evidence coming out from these audits. Remember too that the uh, New York mayoral race, they accidentally counted over 100,000 votes that weren't cleared from that voting system. So we're seeing more and more come out in regards to our election. And what are the Democrats saying? They're saying it's suppression, that our voting system is fine. They're really freaking out right now because they see that all of this truth is coming out and th they're kind of worried about it. Uh, as Cernovich points out, my working mental mode said the audits wouldn't turn up anything and he shrugged at them. Then the following happened. A.G. Garland made threats. State Secretary of State made threats. Biden is making threats and uh, his model has been updated accordingly. John Cardillo points out the audits are clear, as is the panic coming from the Biden administration and other Democrats. Biden stole the election through rampant fraud. Everyone now sees that. The question is by how much? Again, that is a tweet that I'm reading, not my own personal opinion. Anyway. The Democrats are freaking out and the elites are kind of, uh, you know, a bit nervous because the truth, it will come out. And it is coming out. But again, we have reached a state in our country where I have to ask, does it even matter at this point? I mean, the election's already done. Donald Trump's already out. We already allowed this to happen. How, where, what, what's going to happen if we prove that there was voter fraud, that the election was stolen? What's going to happen then? I, I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but nothing. And again, I mean, maybe something, but I really don't think anything will. 
But going back to this whole ideology and concept that there's voter suppression in this country, requiring people to show an ID at a polling station is not suppression. Absolutely not. That is a lie. Again, you can't tell me that people in the inner cities don't have iPhones. They're not buying drugs and alcohol every single day. Again, I've gone to these places to go report on the riots. I see what they're like over there. And um, it's absolutely ridiculous for Democrats to continue to push this lie that there's suppression. And again, blame it on Republicans when there's no suppression in this country. There's only one side that is not trying to adhere to the law, and that's the Democrats. They're continuously trying to be fraudulent. They're continuously trying to cheat. And Republicans are somewhat trying to adhere to our law and, you know, our constitution and the will of the people. But Democrats are just going to keep cheating and cheating because they know they can get away with it as they already have. So it will be interesting to see what happens on that. But I did just have to go on off on that ramp because I'm tired of reading, even in these conservative publications that, oh, Joe Biden speaking out against voter suppression. That in itself is giving the left credence to the voter suppression false claims. Because there's no voter suppression. Requiring somebody to show ID when they go and vote is not voter suppression. Getting rid of ballot boxes, not voter suppression. Because there's many, many ways you can go and vote. None of the things that the Republicans are bringing forth in this bill are voter suppression. That is just Democrats and even our media, again, lying to us and manipulating us, thinking that by calling, instituting our laws and laying down our laws suppression, yeah, that's what that is. So uh, great there. And while all of that is going on, well, again, our rule of law in this country is just completely decimated. Let's take a peek at how the economy is doing, too, because we have a lot of uh, deficit news and inflation rate news that is coming out. From today, the U.S. government's deficit for the first nine months of this budget year hit $2.24 trillion, keeping the country on track for its second biggest shortfall in history. That comes from the AP, but don't worry, my fellow Americans, the Federal Reserve can just print out $2.24 trillion more dollars. Then there won't be a deficit because all we have to do is print out the money, right? And then that, we could, right? That's how that works? No, that's not how that works. <sighs> And if you don't, if, if you don't think that's bad enough, it, it gets worse, unfortunately. Also out today, inflation climbs for third straight month. U.S. consumer prices rose 5.4% in June from a year ago. Again, higher than expected. And let's go ahead and just read into this CNBC article fairly quickly as inflation climbs higher than expected in June as that price index rises 5.4%. Consumer prices increased 5.4% in June from a year earlier, the biggest monthly gain since August of 2008. Excluding food and energy inflation increased 4.5%, the largest move since September 1991. Used car and truck prices comprised about one-third of the total CPI increase. And again, remember that we have uh, all of these people in the media and all these people in Congress and, of course, our Federal Reserve saying that inflation is a good thing because if there's inflation, that means you just get more money. And uh, yeah. This is where we're at in our country. Inflation rates are going up. We have a deficit because we are spending money that we don't have. And it's not looking good, folks. It's really not looking good. For example, gas prices hit records uh, highs at $3.15 a gallon amid oil price surges. I bet you they're going to say in this article it's because Americans are just traveling for summer. And that's why the gas prices are going up. It's funny that, you know, we 
Americans travel every single summer, but under Donald Trump, we didn't see these same prices. I wonder why that is. I have no idea. Americans are paying an average of $3.15 per gallon for gas, the most in seven years as the economy reopens and people hit the road in droves. There it is. At uh, 3 15 a gallon, the average national price of regular unleaded gasoline is now nearly $1 higher than where it was this time last year. And some folks are getting pinched at the pump more than others. New York residents paying an average of $3.20 per gallon for regular unleaded gas. While across the river, New Jersey, people are forking over an average of $3.16 a gallon. But California is beating them all with an average $4.31 a gallon, making it the most expensive gas state in the union. How come we didn't see these prices under Donald Trump? Because if I remember correctly... Every single summer since the history of ever, and you know, like every single holiday too, people do this weird thing where they travel and then they have to put gas in their car. And under Trump, we didn't see these prices. We actually haven't seen prices this high since like this article just said, uh, or for the inflation rates, at least 2008. Where was all this inflation? Where were these rising gas prices under Donald Trump? To be quite honest with you guys, I've gotten quite spoiled because I didn't even realize too for the past four years, I would just drive my car wherever I wanted to do whatever because I was like it's so cheap to fill up my tiny Toyota Corolla I've never ever paid as much as I pay now to fill up my gas tank and I've had this car since 2010 yeah 2015 2000 I don't remember when did I start driving how old am I 24 16 I'm not good at fast math don't make me do it anyway I've never paid this much to fill up my gas tank and uh yeah, we were all very spoiled in Donald Trump's America, let's say that. And then keep in mind, too, that uh, many businesses are still struggling to even find people to work uh, as well on top of the inflation rates, on top of the rising food prices, on top of the rising gas prices. Businesses are still having trouble finding people to even come to work. McDonald's owners offer child care and tuition to draw workers amid shortages. McDonald's owners will offer emergency child care benefits, tuition help, and other perks to employees as the fast food um, retailer looks to lure workers amid the nationwide labor shortage. So we have, again, McDonald's begging people to come to work, offering them child care and tuition because that's how badly they need workers. And for some reason, we're seeing all of these rising prices across America. How are these people affording the gas prices and the, the rising food prices? Oh, right. Because in order to collect an unemployment check from daddy government, all you have to do is say that you're looking for a job, but you don't actually have to go to the job interview or go, you know, get the job. Nothing like that. <laughs> My friend Jeremy just sent me a super chat. He said it's for gas money. Actually, thank you for that. I do appreciate it. Like I said, it's getting expensive at the pump. And uh, I've had to make sacrifices. You know, I'm not being able to buy the makeup that I want to buy because I have to fill up my, my gas tank. I'm kidding. Uh, but again, yeah, it's, it's getting crazy. And um, we literally have McDonald's begging people to come to work because they literally will not do it. Fox News, I hate that your videos automatically play when I open your articles. Please stop. Okay. On top of that as well, we also have New York Democrats accusing Chick-fil-A of discrimination and wanting to ban it from their rest stops. I know that was a bit of a jump there, but again, we have Democrats just straight up ruining everything in this country, coming after conservatives, destroying our economy. And on top of all of that, if that wasn't enough for you, because keep in mind, too, people like Nick Fuentes, Lauren Witzke, Laura Loomer are all banned from like uh, Lyft, 
Uber, Stripe, you know, all of these payment processors, uh, some of them have even had their bank accounts closed. And now we're seeing all these politicians now advocating to ban businesses from being in their state and being in specific areas. Uh, three Democratic legislators sent a letter denouncing the plans to the executive director of the New York State Thruway Authority. And again, um, they're just wanting to oppose plans to open Chick-fil-A restaurants at rest stops in the state, citing the fast food chains past donations to groups accused of opposing same-sex marriage. So again, you're not allowed to have religious freedom in this country. If you express your religious views and you donate money to the organizations that you want to donate money to because you're a free thinker and you have your own opinions, well, guess what? Now your business is banned from a specific state. And um, that's exactly the point of censorship, too, that a lot of people were trying to blow the whistle on and say, hey, I know right now it looks like it's just censorship online, but the censorship will bleed into real life, and it already has in many ways. And now we are seeing Democrats even floating the idea of banning a business because they don't agree with their religious views. Okay, that's where we're at as a but it gets worse. And as I was talking to you guys about earlier as well, we now have people going door to door to um, ask people if they've been, been vaccinated. And this is in North Carolina. And I wanted to point this out and Oops, silence, silence. I'll give the commentary, okay? Thank you, video. I wanted to point this out, and I wanted to make a very important point in regards to this. We now have government officials coming to our houses asking us if we put a vaccine into our bodies. One, that should not be the any of the government's business because, again... Why is the government mandating vaccines and why is the government forcing anything on the American people? And <clears throat> more importantly, as Americans, why are we not furious that government officials are coming and knocking on our doors and asking us about our personal health decisions? You know what this is setting us up for and setting up the average American for? When the government officials come to take away your guns. And again, going back to what I said earlier, freedom from government overreach is now extremism because guess what? Every single person who doesn't want to get the COVID vaccine has been labeled as a selfish, individualistic extremist who refuses to listen to the science or the government. We're just trying to save you. We're just trying to help you save the kids, save America. You're the bad person. You're the extremist because you don't want to get the vaccine. And when we send somebody to your house, if you react in an angry way, why are you asking me about my personal health? You're the extremist and you're the bad guy in this situation. Now, this is setting us up for being okay and it being normal for government officials to come to our house and, again, impede on our freedoms and our rights. And that is my one beef with all of the conservatives who've covered this story because a lot of people did today. They were like, oh, my gosh, people are going door to door. It's officially launched now. They're going door to door to mandate these vaccines and ask if you've been vaccinated. Okay, again, take it a step further. What is this setting us up for? Look what happened again in regards to the election. For months and months, the media told us, don't expect to see the results of the election on election night. And when we first read those articles, we were like, that's kind of weird, but that's probably not going to happen. But when it did happen, we were already all conditioned to think that that was normal. That's what's happening with this. They're trying to normalize government officials coming to your house and peeing on your rights. And again, when they come for our guns and they say, hey, give us up your guns, you know, uh, government officials coming to your house and asking about your personal freedoms is normal now. 
and you're the one that pushes back and you're the one that defends yourself, you will be labeled the extremist and you will be the one that is told you're a bad person, you're individualistic, and you're the problem with society. You're making it more dangerous for everyone. No, again, never forget this to all of my listeners. The government does not own you. If you want to go live in a ranch in the middle of nowhere and have a trillion million guns surrounding you every single day, that is your absolute right to do so. And no government official should be knocking on your door and saying, hey, uh, what are you doing there, bud? None of your damn business. That's what I'm doing. So uh, that's what this is setting us up for, uh, to be quite honest with you guys. And and again, too, this whole concept of um, our guns ultimately being taken away and our entire country just being in shambles and ruins. Again, Republicans, too, I'm calling you out, all of our politicians, so focused on Cuba, so focused on South Africa. Okay, what about here at home? I'm going to rapid fire through these headlines right now because I just want to show you the absolute state. Again, Democrat-run cities in America. New York Post, rapper gunned down outside Chicago jail, shot 64 times. New York Post, again, scalding liquid tossed at man in unprovoked midtown attack. Major gang war in Bronx, leaving teens dead in the street. Breaking robbery while driving. This was in Oakland. The victim, who would like to remain anonymous, uh, left the bank and was stuck in traffic on Broadway and 22nd when a man approached her car. And as you can see, you have like a nice gentleman here just breaking into this woman's car. And she, again, was so afraid and thought she was going to die. So that's the state of America, America right now. And uh, instead of the, fe- the the cops, the feds, you know, whoever investigating the inner cities and what's going on there and why crime is rising so much, what are we focused on? Florida woman busted after refusing to wear a mask. This Florida woman was arrested and jailed for not wearing a mask on a Delta Airlines flight. Again, in this story, apparently um, when they took her off the plane, she started like spitting on other passengers and she was being very unruly. But to be quite honest with you, maybe if we didn't have mask mandates on airlines because they're useless at this point, maybe if we had one politician willing to stand up for that and push back against these useless mandates on airlines, we wouldn't even have Americans being arrested for that. But point still stands. Why the hell is this woman being arrested for not wearing a face mask? Meanwhile, in the inner cities, in the Bronx, All of these teenagers are dying by gun violence. This rapper got shot 64 times. What the hell? I also watched a video the other day of another rapper who I guess was saying something bad about Nipsey Hussle, got shot on IG Live and died. And everyone on YouTube's watching it now. That's America. Our intelligence agencies focused on domestic terrorism. Yeah, they're focused on people who went, grandmas who went to the Capitol, not the gangbangers and criminals that are completely terrorizing the inner cities and shooting up toddlers in Chicago every single weekend. That's America for you in 2021. And that is our politicians. Their heads are in the wrong place. They're focused in on Cuba. Meanwhile, here at home, Detroit and Chicago look like third world countries every single weekend. It's absolutely disgusting to me. Now, it's not all bad. Some good news in regards to California. One, the recall Gavin Newsom movement is fully underway and there will be a recall election for Gavin Newsom. Also, he will not have a D next to his name on recall ballots as judge denies Team Newsom's request to let them correct their failure to ask for party ID back in 2020. And this is a great thing to me. I'm glad that Gavin Newsom is you know, finally facing some consequence and also the the people of California are being heard and this recall election is happening. Uh, Larry Elder, because we all know Caitlyn Jenner came forward and said, oh yeah, I'm running for governor. Whatever, Caitlyn, get out of here. Larry Elder, an actual conservative who cares about 
conservatism, California, and has all the right ideas now running for governor as well. Great news there. Um, But this is very important because your average American voter votes based on if there's a D or an R next to their candidate's name. So this is actually a very important thing here because uh, I'm sure many Californians know who Gavin Newsom is, but I'm sure there's a lot that don't. And again, a lot of people will blindly go in and just fill in the circle next to the D or the R and that's how they vote. So the fact that he doesn't have the D next to his name will be uh, very interesting to say the least in regards to how people vote and how it affects this recall election. Uh, I remember reading a couple of months back, maybe even a year ago, how this liberal Satanist got elected in a very red uh, city because the person had an R next to their name. And I remembered and thought of that story in regards to this, because oftentimes, again, people will just vote based on the, the little the little letter next to the name. But why do people want Gavin Newsom out? Well, maybe because homelessness has, uh, you know, risen in L.A. and California. Maybe it's because it's just a crime ridden city. Maybe it's because of the high taxes or the fact that the entire state is just completely deteriorating. Or maybe it's because Gavin Newsom just signed a bill reducing penalties for sodomy with minors. This comes from Breitbart. Governor Gavin Newsom signed a controversial bill into law Friday that will give judges greater discretion to decide whether adults who commit sodomy with minors should be placed on California's sex offender registry. Why do conservatives go so hard or why do right-wingers go so hard and say save the kids? This is why. Because of things like this. And let's see if we can read a little bit more into this. Uh, This is a bill which has passed the the Democrat-led legislature last week created a firestorm as proponents said its main purpose was to end discrimination against LGBT adults who have oral and anal sex with minors who claim to be consenting to sexual activity. I don't even like reading this. Good Lord. Oh my goodness. So apparently um, this state Senator Scott Weiner, (laughs) his name matches his uh, ideologies. I see who introduced the legislation said in a statement on social media, the new law would put an end to blatant discrimination against young LGBT people engaged in consensual activity. So there you guys go. We're in 2021 and now we are making sex with minors consensual um, or legal, I guess. Oh gosh. That's just genuinely terrifying to me. And again, we really need to focus in the, on the fact that we have a serious problem in this country in regards to the attack on our children. Uh, again, too, just, just on this topic, I don't even want to watch this video again. I hate it so much, but I told you guys about it yesterday. We're going to play it again. This is the most confusing video I've ever seen in my life, and it's also the most disturbing video I've ever seen in my life. Uh, This is a transsexual couple. The biological female who gave birth to this baby identifies as the father and has facial hair, and then the biological man who identifies as the mother and has implanted breasts is trying to breastfeed the baby to no avail because uh, it's a biological man. Uh, Let's watch this video. The baby has been able to latch but I've not been able to produce any milk. It's okay because we're gonna supplement the feeding with formula so that my baby's still getting the, the nutrients that they need, but I'm still feeling hopeful. I appreciate you so much for all your work. And I appreciate you also, baby. I'm gonna die without you. Start the rapture. Just start the rapture. I've seen what I need to see here. It's time for God to come back. It's time for Jesus to come back. 
I don't want to do this anymore. You guys know that I sometimes sing that when I've just reached peak insanity and I'm there right now. I, I don't even want to look at this anymore. Hang on. I'm closing it because that is the most disturbing thing I've ever seen in my life. And uh, just a side note there for people who don't understand basic biology. The reason why the mom couldn't produce milk from his breast is because he was a biological male. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to be vulgar with this, but if two men have sex, no matter how hard they try, they cannot have a baby. If two women have sex, no matter how hard they try, they cannot have a baby. Why? Because biologically, it doesn't work. It literally took a man and a woman to create the baby in this video. But as you guys can see, they identify as the, the one or the other, but biologically, the point still stands there too. It still took a biological female and a biological male to make this baby. And this whole, ugh, that whole like documentary was just absolutely disgusting, apparently. So again, the, the biological female has a beard. And so when they went to the hospital, um, I guess the nurses went up to uh, the biological woman's fat husband who looks like a woman, who actually looks like a woman. And they were like, oh, are you pregnant? And then- the biological woman was so upset that they didn't ask her if she was pregnant. And it's like, yeah, bro, it's because you look like a man and you have facial hair and it would be impossible for a man to get pregnant. So that's why they didn't ask you. Also, they refer to their baby as a they because they want to psychologically manipulate and abuse their child. And uh, that's just straight up child abuse at this point. But it gets worse. Uh, this is from The Sun. An actor in bare bottom monkey costume with fake penis appears at an event to encourage children to read. And there's the picture there. Uh, I'm not going to play the video because I've already had to watch it on several other shows and podcasts that I've watched. And I just don't want to watch it again. But this bare bottom dildo rainbow monkey, and that's what it, the official title of this person was, showed up at a children's reading event to promote children reading dildo flapping left and right, bare ass exposed. This is what we are subjecting our children to now. Also, from the Gateway Pundit, dozens of school districts are using book that claims whiteness is the devil and that white children sell their soul for stolen land and stolen riches. Damn. Investigative journalist and avid CRT opponent Chris Rufo has identified over 30 school districts across 15 different states that are teaching the radical anti-whiteness book Not My Idea by Anastasia Higginbotham. Rufo notes that the book meant for children as young as kindergartners traffics in the noxious principles of race, essentialism, collective guilt, and anti-whiteness. And there's a picture of the book right there for you guys. And it reads, come on, load, load. There you go. Whiteness is a bad deal. It always was. Dude, we can see your pointy tail. Contract binding you to whiteness. You get stolen land, stolen riches, special favors. Whiteness gets to mess endlessly with the lives of your friends, neighbors, loved ones, and all fellow humans of color. Your soul sign below. Wow. So that's what we're teaching our children now. And remember, too, that uh, I played that video previously of a teacher who came up in front of a school council and said that one of her students, white students, tried to commit suicide because he felt so bad about his skin color. But tell me again how critical race theory is uh, great for everyone. Not only that, but it still gets crazier, guys. It still gets crazier. 
Um, we also have, again, from the Gateway Pundit, a leftist group that draped God Bless Abortions over 65-foot Christ of Ozark statue, and they plan on selling t-shirts with the same message. Not only is this just a complete desecration of God in his name and this statue, but to say God blesses abortion, God does not bless the murder of innocent children. It's literally in the Ten Commandments that thou shall not kill. So the people who put this up are probably not going to heaven. I'm just going to say that they're probably not going to heaven. Also, remember that San Francisco gay man's choir that came out and said, we will convert your children. They're now frantically trying to pull down their video and promising uh, that they're not trying to control the narrative that conservatives and right-wingers took their message and skewed it. And that's not really what they meant. They were running this whole damage control campaign. But guess what? The, the message was already sent out. We already know what you're trying to say. So congratulations, your message was effective. And we saw what you're trying to do to our children. And yes, we are really pissed off about that. And finally, just to top it all off, um, and we're going to read into this article a little bit and it will be the last story of the day, but this is just absolutely insane to me. A family sue Universal Orlando after a mascot uses white power get gesture. Two families are suing Universal Orlando after an actor dressed as the Despicable Me character grew flashed a white power symbol while posing for photos with biracial children. One of the incidents occurred when the six-year-old girl met the movie character at a breakfast hosted at Universal Universal's Lowe's Royal Pacific Resort in March of 2019. When she posed for a photo with the actor, he placed a hand on her shoulder while making an upside-down OK symbol, which the ADL added to its list of hate symbols. He put his hand on her as if he was just doing it regularly and is if and, and as i was looking at the camera he started to put the universal white supremacist hate sign on her shoulder her mother tiffany zinger previously told usa today we just wanted to take them to see the minions do something special for our family and this person ruined that special warm feeling and again this is the mother and the father that are doing this because you know damn well that this little kid did not come up with any of this on their own. Uh, the suit said the child later brought a printed screenshot from a video of the encounter to school for a project, but she was humiliated when she was told that she could not show it in class because of the hand gesture in the image. Who do you think told her she couldn't show the image? That's right, most likely her liberal teacher. Because you think that other kids said, oh my gosh, that's a white power symbol. No, this kid is, what What did this story say? Like six years old? Yeah, five and six years old. So 10 out of 10, she had a liberal teacher who saw this sign and said, oh my gosh, this is a white power symbol. Humiliated this little kid in front of the whole class because... Uh, and again, here it reads, the suit alleges that the incident left the girl suffering from mental anguish, loss of dignity, humiliation and embarrassment and other emotional distress. And the family is seeking $30,000 in damages. So there you guys go. That's the absolute state of our country. And this is another attack on a child by a liberal teacher, because again, it is the teacher who said, oh, you can't show this photo because they're of the white power sign. And that's absolutely ridiculous that we are indoctrinating our children and humiliating them in front of their entire classroom because of a, a an alleged white power symbol. No, it's absolutely ridiculous. And again, if you go back a couple of years, people used to do that sign. And then if you looked, they would like punch you. It was a whole entire game that, again, young kids just used to play. But now it's like a white power symbol. And we have parents suing Universal Studios and liberal teachers ruining children's lives and telling them that they should feel humiliated because there's a white supremacist sign or photo. Like, what the hell's going on in this country? <sighs> it really 
really frustrates me. And I don't like seeing the attack on our children. I don't like seeing the entire destruction of our country. I don't like seeing our borders wide open to everyone, but people actually fleeing political persecution. I don't like seeing the the Biden administration in office every single day, consistently lying to the American people, the media spreading propaganda left and right. This is getting out of hand and Americans need to get up, get angry and make their voices heard. Now let's go ahead and get to our super chats. That wraps up this episode of Rapid Fire. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember to go to savsaysofficial.com for all of my latest videos and updates. I have started doing my research pages on there. So that way it's as easy as possible for you guys. I'm going to have different um, categories like China, COVID, um, Trump collusion, Russian collusion, blah, 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 to really lay out all of the articles and all of the things that you guys would need to know to understand all of these topics and how to debunk them properly and the truth behind them, because it is very, very difficult nowadays to actually find information on Google, to find information on Twitter because of all of the suppression and censorship. So that is what I'm working on in regards to my website. So please go to savsesofficial.com and go check it out. And also everyone, remember as well, please leave a five-star review on the podcast, leave a review, let me know what you think. I'm reading all the reviews and I really appreciate all the support on the podcast. Um, ultimately, I will take this show off of YouTube and it will solely be podcast and I'll only do the live stream. So uh, please go subscribe to the podcast. The link is down below. And that is all I have for you tonight. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez.